0: Welcome to Believer's Love World, Incorporated. On this tip you will hear an anointed message by Reverend Chris Oyahilome, the pastor of Christ Embassy and president of Believer's Love World, Incorporated. Reverend Chris's messages are full of faith and the power of the Holy Spirit. They have brought salvation, prosperity, and health to many. Please join Reverend Chris as he begins the message. You shall be edified by all that you hear in Jesus' name. God bless you. John chapter number 5. Glory, hallelujah. How does the word of God affect you? How does it affect you? I think I should rather ask, does it affect you? Are you sure? How many of you can really say that the word of God has affected your life? I mean, when you look at you, you look at your life, you can tell the Word of God has influenced you tremendously. Let me see your hand up. Praise the Lord. Amen. The greatest thing in the world today is the Word of God. what God has said. Because that's what's changing lives everywhere. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter number 5. Are you there? I want to read to you verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Can you say amen? For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world, and this is the victory, that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Look at it again. For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Now, I used to think that maybe... The man wanted to say, whosoever is born of God. Because I figured, I mean, this has to mean uh, God's children. Praise the Lord. Isn't it true? Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. But I found out that it's not an error at all. God chose this particular term here to express himself clearly. Praise the Lord. You're going to find that most of the translations will actually say whatsoever or whatever. Only I believe in the living bible they try to paraphrase it to be very very uh, personal. If you have the living bible let me see your hand. If you are ready you know what I'm talking about. It's very different. Did you notice that? I like the living bible in many places. Praise the Lord. Okay but well, here he actually says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, I want you to go to verse 1 and notice where he says, Whosoever, for you to know, the, the Spirit knows here the difference between whosoever and whatsoever. <laughs> Amen. Now in verse 1 it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Amen. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. I like this. I like this. You know, some people say, I love God, but I don't love Jesus, because I don't know who he is. Such a person is not born of God. Or someone says, I love God, I love Jesus, but I don't, I, you know, I don't care about these Christians. If you don't believe in the Christians to love them enough, then something is wrong, too. Look at it. Whosoever, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him by this we know that we love the children that we love the children of god when we love god amen we know that we love the children of god when we love god and keep his commandments hallelujah hallelujah now i want you to look at um, chapter three for a moment Verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Amen. Amen. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Hallelujah. You've seen that. Now let's go back to what we're reading in chapter 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world whatsoever is born of God. This means whatsoever proceeds out of God. Amen. Whatsoever comes out of God overcomes the world. Are you following it? Whatsoever comes out of God overcomes the world. If you have been born of God you have overcome the world. Well here he says whatsoever this is not just whosoever, but whatsoever, anything that comes out of God overcomes the world. The first thing that comes to my mind in connection with this is the spoken word of God. Something that has come out of the mouth of God overcomes the world. Hallelujah. The word that proceeds out of the mouth of God overcomes the world. If you ever want a weapon in your hand that can overcome this world, you need the word of God. Hallelujah. Know what that he says, and take unto you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. That's the only offensive that destroys all the forces of darkness. The Bible says, whatsoever is born of God, overcomes the world. Hallelujah. You see, until you build your faith on the word of God, you will not be able to use it. You will not be able to live by it. This is food to the human spirit. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, don't judge that means something, anything that proceeds out of God. And the first thing that comes to mind there is whatever God has said overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Every word that has come out of the mouth of God overcomes the world. Let's look at a portion of scripture here. The book of Acts, chapter number 19. Acts chapter nineteen. The word is so powerful. The word is so powerful. Many people don't realise the effectiveness, the authority of the word of God. Are you there? Acts chapter 19. I will read verse twenty so mightily grew the word of the word of God and prevailed. Amen. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Where? In Ephesus. In Ephesus. Ephesus was a terrible place. Terrible place. When Paul got there, he began to preach the gospel. He began to preach the word. And it affected everybody. So there's a way the word of God works. That's so, you know, so unlike a man's word. It affects every system. When it comes in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that people who use curious acts brought their books and burned them. They were so touched by the word of God, so influenced by the word of God, it brought the fear of God upon the people, upon the whole city. says, so mightily green, the word of God, and prevailed, it prevailed, it prevailed. The word prevailed. It prevails in a city. If the Word of God could prevail in a city, it could do that in a home. How many of you are doing this? The Word of God could prevail in a home. If it could prevail in a city, it could prevail in a home. It could prevail in an office, in a job, in a business, in a human life so mightily bring the word of God and prevailed. He says whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. It subdues the world. It dominates the world. It's so effective. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. When you go to the book of Acts chapter number 14 and you start reading, you discover that Paul went to Lystra to preach. A city called Lystra. While he was preaching there, there was a man who was important in his feet from birth. He had never worked. The man was about 40 years old and uh, he was there listening as Paul preached. The Bible says when the man heard the word, faith came to him. He had faith to be healed. He was important in his feet. Never worked from birth. But when he heard the word, faith came to him. Hallelujah. Anybody who receives faith, who will hear the word. Amen. It's, this is not strange. It's not, it's not an unusual occurrence. Faith cometh by hearing. For anyone. Hallelujah. If you ever meet someone who says, well, I do not have much faith. I do not have faith. That person has not received the word of God. Because faith comes by the word. You cannot pray for somebody to have faith. Prayer will not bring faith. Fasting will not bring faith. The only thing that will bring faith is the hearing of the word of God. See, if you pray for someone, the person is not going to believe that, you know, he's going to get 5,000 naira from you just because he prayed for you. How's he going to know? How's he going to expect 5,000 naira? When you say, I will give you 5,000 naira. When he hears you, faith will come to him. He cannot expect. He's expecting you to do what you said you would do. And he believes you can do what you said you would do. And that's faith. Expecting God to do what he said he would do. And that he is who he says he is. That's faith. Hallelujah. And until you hear him saying what he will do, you cannot have faith in that. Until you hear him saying who he is, you cannot have faith in his personality or in his ability. Hallelujah. So, we look at these and we find the man had faith to be healed because he heard the message, he heard the gospel. And the Bible says, The gospel of Christ, that is the good news about what Jesus came to do, is the power of God. Hallelujah. The power of God is in the gospel. And this is so important. The power of God is in the gospel. His ability is in the gospel. And so when you hear it, you are receiving power into your life. And that man was listening to the gospel. And while he was listening, power was coming to him. Glory. Hallelujah. You know that God is such a big, big God. How do you know the the world is so big? And he made the world. He ought to be a, a big God. Amen. The Bible says the whole earth is his footstool. His abode is in the heavens. But the earth is his footstool. So he's a great God. Now if this great God of glory comes to you in his complexity. You'll never understand it. Moses said, Lord show me your glory. God said, if you ever see my face you'll bust. Hallelujah. So glorious. One day his presence stepped on Mount Sinai. It sparked up and burned with flames. Did you ever read that in your Bible? And one of these days, very, very soon, Jesus is going to step step on Mount Olives. And you know what the Bible tells us is going to happen? When he steps on that mountain, it will split in two. Great. You're talking of power. It will split in two. When he touches down on that mountain, Hallelujah, you you want to know that? Read the book of Zechariah, it'll tell you something. Glory, glory, glory. So the man was listening to the message, the word of God, and when the word came to him, why he was still there? Hearing Paul preaching things like, he was wounded for our transgressions. You know, you can't preach the gospel without getting there. Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. The man heard that. With his stripes we are healed. That's the word of God. That's something that came out of the mouth of God. The prophet said it. Isaiah said it in, in his uh, uh, book. The fifty-third chapter. With his stripes we are healed. The man had faith to be healed. He believed that. That's the word of God. Going out. Leaving in the air. And the man cut it, received it into his heart. Just like receiving seed into the soil. When he did, Paul looked at him. The Bible says, Paul perceived that the man had heard the word and had received faith to be healed. Then he said, man, get up on your feet and walk. Didn't pray for the man. Hallelujah. He didn't pray for him. He didn't touch him. He didn't say, sir, let's pray now. He didn't talk like that. He just said, Man, get up on your feet because the man heard the word and faith came to him, and there's power in the word. Hallelujah. He said, Act on this power. There's power now. Come on, plug in, go How do you plug in? By taking your step. Doing what you could not do before. Declaring yourself to be what God says you are. That's the way you plug in. When God speaks, and you say what He has said, you plug plugged in. When He says, and with His stripes, we are healed. Then I say, yes, sir, with Your stripes, I am healed. Then I get up. If I couldn't get up before, now it's time to walk. Hallelujah. So Paul said to the man, get up on your feet and walk. The Bible says the man leaped. Come on now. He had never walked from birth. I'm talking from the Bible. That story is in the book of Acts, chapter 14. Read from verse 7 down to verse 8 and 9. You'll find a the story there. The man leaped. He leaped and walked. There was no prayer. He acted on the power of the gospel. Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God to save. And you know, the word salvation is a very big word. We call it the all-inclusive word of the gospel. It includes everything that Jesus Christ came to do for us. Hallelujah. Anything you could ever get from God is in that word. Anything you'll ever ask for is in that word, salvation. So a lot of people, salvation just means being brought out of sin. It's far beyond. It includes preservation, protection, hallelujah, prosperity, health. And health is far beyond healing. You can get healing, but you can receive divine health and have that health in your body. Some people are always getting sick and getting healed. Thank God they get healed. But it's possible not to get sick. That's a better way, not to get sick. So there's healing in the gospel if you get sick. And there is health in the gospel. To receive health and walk in the light of it. Can you say amen? amen. A lot of people have never thought about that. They just believe, oh well, when I get sick, well God will heal me. Well, well, well that's beautiful. But it's something better. So i always begging. Oh God give it to me. Oh God give it to me. He will supply. For it's possible to live in supply. You know? Are you still here? So there's so much power in the gospel. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. I have a story about a man, a high court judge, and how he got born again. His daughter had received the Holy Ghost. And. uh, gone home and preached to his uh, to her father. And while her father was listening, she laid hands on the man. He fell under the power. Come on, are you still there? The High Court judge fell under the power, under the announcement of the Holy Ghost when the daughter touched him. And when he fell flat under that unction, he gave his life to Jesus Christ and received the glorious tremendous baptism of the Holy Ghost and he danced all night long. (laughs) Come on! Hallelujah. That's tremendous power. Power. This is what I like. Amen. There's power in the gospel. He said it is the power of God. Unto salvation. To everyone who believes. In many nations of the world they have good correctional facilities. When they get those criminals, they try to change their lives, try to remove them. Give them a job right there in prison. Give them some kind of training so they can be better. But those guys, when they come out, they are worse than they ever were in their lives. Hallelujah. This is not correctional, this is recreational. Do you understand what I'm talking about? They don't need a correction. They need a new life. You know, but that's just what the world can offer. Correct you. And you do it again. But he'll give you a new life. You have that life in your spirit. There's power in the Word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Hallelujah. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now That means it overcomes everything that is in these words. It overcomes every name that is in this world. Talking about sickness, it overcomes every kind of disease. Whatsoever is born of God, anything that proceeds out of God. The word of God has come from God. And every word of God, the Bible says no word of God is without power. Amen? So his word is with power. And when it comes out against sickness, it destroys it. It will dematerialize that growth, unwanted growth in your body. That's what the Word of God can do. He I remember one time laying my hand, you know, there was a young guy who had a growth on his back. This thing was like, you know, put two eggs together, you know. Big hard lump. I put my hand on that thing. I said move in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I mean I felt that thing move. It moved in and came back. It moved in and came back. I said go! Oh, oh Right there in my head. Hallelujah. You know, I, I liked it when it moved in and came back, it moved in and came back. I said, go in the name of Jesus, move! It went in, and came. I felt my hand was right on it. This was beautiful. Hallelujah! And I said, go! Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. It dematerialized completely. I, I didn't know where it went, but I believe it went back to the devil. Yeah. We're talking about the word of God has power. It has power. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. I love Smith Wigglesworth's story. He prayed for a man who was dead. He wanted him to rise up and he wouldn't rise. He prayed for a long time and he said, didn't get it. And he grabbed him, mm -mm, shook him, and threw him against the wall and said, I said, rise in the name of Jesus. And the man bounced back. Hallelujah. Oh, give Jesus a big hand. Hallelujah. I like that. You see, that's a man who has found out that there's power in the word of God. He's not going to give up! How many times have you cut through maybe a stick or, uh, that's even very simple. But how many times have you cut through some piece of wood? How many times? Have you? Have you ever done it? Sometimes you go, whoosh, and it cuts through at once. Isn't it true? Sometimes you go, and it keeps it. It keeps your knife. You know what I mean by that? So what do you do? You go, until it goes through. Well, a lot of us, we use the name of Jesus, we go, when it doesn't, we say, oh no. We don't realize we need to cut through sometimes. Go like that. If it doesn't go through, that means, he says, I give unto you a new sharp threshing instrument to beat every mountain small. That's when you just go on that mountain and just start sawing through. Amen. Amen. We want to say, mountain, go. Go. We forget that we have a new sharp threshing instrument. Hallelujah. Just our Hew it down. Amen. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. Oh glory. Jesus said my father worketh hitherto and I work. The father is working right now and he's working this way. He's working here now. He's doing it now. He's working now. He has no tomorrow. Understand it. He doesn't have tomorrow. He's a now God. He's speaking right now to everybody. His station is on right now and you can get what you want. You know, people are praying, they're just hoping that God won't. They say, I know my break will come. You know, I know my God is going to heal me. I know that my breakthrough is coming. How do you know? God told me on the 31st of December, that this year is my year. Well, he told you last year And it ended up being somebody else's year. God said, "This is my year. It shall not pass me by. It may pass over you. You can't, you can't talk like that and win. You can't talk like that and win whatsoever. Honestly, the Bible says anything that proceeds out of the mouth of God overcomes the world. What is it that is your hindrance? Speak God's word out against it. And the word of God will overcome it. Maybe you're looking for a good job. And you've been praying. Oh God, I need a job. What is this thing that's been stopping you? Why can't you just get a job? What is it in this world you want that you cannot get? Speak God's word. Was it your spiritual life? What kind of hindrances do you have in your life? You know, you have some people, they say, Oh, I really want to serve God with all my life. what? Well, they are bad friends, bad friends. They are all bad guys. Who spoils them? The only reason they are bad is because you are among them. Sure. They are bad guys. You don't know how many times they too have been struggling on their own. They just say, Hey, I would have been a Christian. I have one bad friend like this. <laughs> you know, they are saying the same thing. You see, they, they believe they love one another. So they don't want to act with one another. Come on. Take God at his word. Every word of God has power. Amen. Whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Say says, sin shall not lord it over me. That's Romans 6.14. Sin shall not have dominion over me. Because I'm not under the law, I am under grace. Sin shall not have dominion over me. So if it's not going to have dominion over me, when I walk out of here and I get back to my friends, they're not going to learn me this way or that way, And standing on the rock. Hallelujah. And for Jesus. I'm a victor in Christ. How many of you can hold a big Bible like this and go to work? Monday morning. Look at me. I mean, just go like this. You have your briefcase here like this. And then you have Holy Bible written here like this. Some of you have small New Testament Bible. You hide it somewhere, even inside your wallet. You you are looking for something that that can hide in your wallet. Something that can be so small. In fact, if they could put a Bible in your ring, you prefer it. Because you don't want anybody to know what you're holding. That's the most unusual book in the world. Very popular. Many people don't like you looking. Because as soon as you open it, you see yourself. Ah. <laughs> it talks about everybody. The Bible says it is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. They openly think that they'll see themselves shit. Because, you, you know, it's pointing the finger. <laughs> Every moment. For thanks be to God. Those guys always open the wrong places. There are places you open in the Bible and they're not doing like this. They're making like this. (laughs) Inviting you, come, come, come. Look at Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus. He had been betrayed by Simon Peter. His trusted aide, Betrayed. Or deny that's the same. Judas's had died, he killed himself. When he saw the Son of Man was hanging on that cross and wouldn't come down of his own accord, he said, Wow, I thought after I collected this money, then this Jesus would perform a miracle and come out of the cross. Now the man didn't come down and he killed himself. And so Peter. After the appearance of Jesus, several times to them, he said, The man, I don't think he's coming back. So he called his folks, he said, Man, I was a fishing man before that man met us. I'm going back to my job. You know, just how some people are. Some ministers, they do this, they just carry their, their, their certificate, they keep them in one place, like in case it fails, you know, in case the ministry fails. They put all these things in there, and hide them very, very well. And then, you know, they had calls before. And they say, well, um, I'll let you know if I need any help, anyway. Then you go into the ministry. Three years, and the thing's not working out. They call that guy back. You remember what we discussed some time back? Moses? what did we discuss this? Well, just about three years ago. Um, I think I may take the job now. <laughs> They're just like Peter. Peter went back and said, i go back to fishing. The rest of them said, ah, well, well fishermen, let's go too. And they all went back to fishing. Then came Jesus. Hallelujah. He got there, stood for a while, and was watching them. They toiled all night, and could, they, they, they caught nothing. Struggles so of badly. Then, there's a miracle that took place there. I've never been able to understand it. You know what happened? He had a frying pan. And fire, all the fish, and he never went into that water. And there's no record he went to the market. He had enough oil. And he had all these things frying there. Lord, I like this. You know, so he was fixing his meal. And then he said, Well, say, what mean there?
1: Hello, children. Have you caught anything yet? He's trying to tell
0: him, I can catch fish without getting into that water. He said, No! I was from Peter. No! Cast your neck to the right side of the boat. you catch something! All right! Whoosh! Oh. John said, I know who's doing this. Come on Peter! Him. come and dine. That's an invitation. Come and eat. They got there. They saw he already fixed something. Then he said, don't worry. We're doing it together. Bring some of the ones you caught. Really? This is in the, in the 21st chapter of St. John's Gospel. He said, let's have some of the ones you caught. The, you know, they were shaking. They thought he was going to reprimand them. No. He said, you Peter, I caught you. <laughs> you said you were my man. Now you have denied me. Look at you now. Who's stronger than who's stronger than you? See my eyes now. You know the Bible says when he suffered, he did not threaten anybody. Really first Peter chapter two. He didn't threaten anybody. Well, While he was hanging on that cross, he wasn't looking at those remote. Like, when I come down, you'll fix you. He didn't talk like that. Watch out, you and know God is my father till I catch all of you. Hallelujah. Oh, he said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, ah, not again. Yeah. He said, feed my sheep. He gave him the responsibility. It's, you know, he had called him before. He had made him the chief among them, the leader of the band. So now he reaffirms and confirms that ministry and tells him, feed my sheep. Then he said, Peter. Do you love me more than these? What do you think these refer to? All oh, them fishes. Not the people. He's never in competition with somebody loving you He's not saying do you love me more than these disciples. More than all these things. Look at what you went back to. I called you into the ministry and you strolled back to the river. Come out of this mess. Do you love me more than these? You want to be a big fisherman. He kept his hook all the time. This tells me what kind of a man he was. He kept that thing all the time, and he told Jesus, we have abandoned everything and followed you. what shall we get? He kept the spare ones at home. Praise the Lord. You know, that's just like some of us. We say a bed in hand is worth you in the bush. (laughs) Hallelujah! You know, some people have heard messages like, When I went into church Sunday morning, God spoke to me and said, Give all the money in your pocket. And then I gave everything and had nothing left. And I went out. And then, you know, the story ends, God performed the miracle. You understand? And some guys are like, So poison God doesn't... That can be hard. So what are they going to do? Don't put all in there, brother. Because he may say, give everything in your pocket. They forget God can say, all in the bank. Ah! <laughs> he knows where it is. Amen. I said, amen. amen. He knows where it is. Don't try to hide it. Then no, that can't be God. God knows how to eat, how to feed my family. I'm building a house, God knows. So that cannot be God. How can he say, give me everything? That cannot be God. I cast you out. <laughs> Let the business I did the that they come through. <laughs> How dare you cheat! That's another way words, no why not now people come see so you got the job, you know what's going to happen. You will give all this because you know that's bigger than this. What a cheat. Hallelujah. No, that's human, you know, sense knowledge. But well, we can't use that for God. Whatsoever is born of God, overcomes the world. Amen. Whatsoever is born of God. It is born of God that you are a victor. says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Who is he that overcomes the world except he that believes that Jesus is the Christ? That's scripture. That means you are above the world system. You've been chosen and born above the war system. Don't let the world system hook you, kick you down. You know, people are afraid. They don't know what's going to happen. The whole atmosphere is tense with fear. We don't know. There may be a war in Nigeria. I mean, if one dusty fellow should just rise up against the head of state, that's it. All he needs is some Rascals to support him and they'll be war. I believe sometime soon, according to the time of God's calendar, we will come on air. Some of the some of the biggest crooks we have in our country are the journalists. I know some of you are, and you are wondering, oh, oh, are we among two? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if the press doesn't make you, the press can't destroy you. The press has crippled a lot of people because the press made them in the first place. You, if you didn't hire me, you cannot fire me. There's some of us who know the limitations of the press. We can dominate the press. You know, God God has had, you know, some real time with the press. They've dealt with a lot of God's ministers. And he's tough, he's wise, he's big. He's planning for a new generation of ministers that will deal with the press. I'm not talking about a fight with the press. No. They're not going to be made by the press. Jesus was not made by the press. That's why the press can't destroy whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world Amen. Now here's what I want to say The press here is basically antagonistic against the government They believe that it's their God-given responsibility to fight the government Do you know that a lot of wars in the nations of the world have been caused by the press? They're the ones, And these rascals don't know anything! They don't want war. They just believe whoever is on top there cannot be good. They support him, they put him there. As soon as he gets there, they turn their guns on him. And the Christians ought to be wiser now. They must be educated. They say that the only ingredients necessary for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Well, we keep quiet. All the newspapers say something negative about the government and then they extol anybody who's charging like a bull against the head of state. I saw a newspaper the other day, one rascal they said this. It. one foreign general they said he is, who's mourning the head of state. Why is that fellow? Is he actually in this country? We are praying for such people. Not so they be born again, so they shut up. They'll be born again by the grace of God when the gospel reaches them. But the point is, before they get born again, we don't want them to cause war. Hear me? When there's war, the journalists close up their papers and they run. Everybody starts running. No peace, no business. Nothing moves. Everywhere anybody got to will become the selling point for that period. It's only a crackdown for everything. War is terrible. Never hope to see it. Amen. Amen. Never hope to see it. When you see such papers, you reject it. You don't join them. Speak peace to our nation and bless the head of state. He's the head of state. You know, I said to somebody one time, you know that the head of state is the minister of God. <laughs> minister of God. Some of you just can't believe that. Boy, oh, it's too hard. The minister of God. Yes, I'm actually the minister of God. Some people say, yes, some haters. Say, well, not our haters. I mean all of them. This one is the minister of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh Lord, are you still there? You are awake now. You can't believe me. All right, are you ready? Hello, you Ah. (laughs) You make me laugh. (laughs) All right, Romans chapter 13. Let's begin from there. (laughs) Are you ready? From verse one, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Now look up for a moment. You will think, ah, hey, now that means power in the church, power in the home, relax. We will see whether the power in the church does what this one does. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou day not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not his sword in vain. Are you still there? Do I carry a sword here for you? Definitely is not in the house of God. Does your father at whom carry the sword? mm the sword is held there. Firing squad is what they are talking about. That's what it is today. Alright, let's read. Verse 4 again. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore he must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also. Tax. For they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, Tribute to whom tribute is due, Custom to whom custom, Fear to whom fear, Honor to whom honor. So are we agreed? He is the minister of God to you, For your good. You say, ah, but I know they are always cheating. Leave them alone. Leave that path to God. Human beings are not perfect. Okay? So where they become selfish, you should know, Jesus said, in this world, the rulers try to dominate others. They try to collect exact from others. He says, but among you, let the greater ones be what servants. So he already knows what this world is like. You don't have to tell him that the police is bad. He knows what is happening there. What we need is to pray that the kingdom of God will come upon the police force. That will win souls among them. Can you say amen? amen? But believe. You see, when you have a head of state, when you have the attitude, you know some Christians are, are so politically minded they will never accept, you when know, they read it from the Bible you say, well, I believe everything but this one. I believe there is something else that God wants to say that is not been written." <laughs> you see, now here, here is it. When you have the right attitude toward this, and you say, Father God, I thank you for our head of state. You have appointed him over this nation for our good. Therefore, I pray, let no evil suggestions come to him. Let no evil thoughts of darkness come to him. Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the power of the Holy Ghost overshadow him that he might receive wisdom to know what to do and have the willingness to act right. When you start praying like that about your head of stake, it will start affecting him right there where he is. Oh, but no we don't. We say, God, kill him. Take him out. Push him away. We have the power to uproot. You understand what I'm talking about? You see, there is a time for that. You know, we're not so naive not to know or recognize that some of these people, you know, start changing things and doing the wrong things. You understand? We know when it's time. In our spirits, we ought to know. And when we say it's time for so-and-so to check out, we don't carry no banners. We don't carry placards. We just, you know, come together and we pray. And something happens. But we do not have to condemn to take him away. We don't have to criticize. The Christian is not called for that base life. You have too much rank for that. Amen. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. He is the minister of, of God for good. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. So you identify immediately with the head of state. Listen, did you ever read in your Bible that Satan the Bible tells us Satan moved David to number Israel. And God had told David, he had told the king of Israel not to go on that kind of number in or census. He said, For you are as many as the sand upon the seashore. But the Bible says David was moved by Satan to number Israel. He sent it with a thought. Now, when the Bible talks about the king of the North, when you read in the book of Daniel, he says, an, uh, uh, an evil thought shall come to him. And he shall say, I shall go to the city of unwalled villages. That's an Ezekiel or Jeremiah. I'll go to the city of unwalled villages. He says, an evil thought shall come to him. So when we pray for our national leaders, we are to pray that an evil thought will not come to them. These guys are fixing up things, they're working so hard. You need to know that they stay up night and day, a lot of them. They don't have as long sleep as many of you do. They're working so hard. But when they work hard, an evil thought also comes and says, why are you suffering like this? When are you going to deal for yourself? And the guy says, well, how can I just be doing, which one is my own? You see it? That's what we need to play about. Do you think they can't walk into central bank, pack as much money as well and fly out without anybody stopping there? They could do that, no, they haven't done it. They've done it in several other ways. <laughs> yeah. That's why we need to pray. What I'm trying to say is, it's not because they're just evil and they just want the money. It's because an evil thought comes to them. Because they could have done it in the morning time and nobody would stop them because they were in power at that time. just carry it with the siren. And everybody will do like this while they are going with their money. (laughs) But they are afraid of doing such things too. But then the thought comes and says, just sign that thing. And you got it. We must pray for our national leaders. When an evil thought comes to them somewhere, it affects everybody. These are the kind of things that we ought to, you know, encourage our people and educate our people. Even through the television, too. But oh, you get a picture out there, he says, You that are looking at me right now, God is against you. How would I sing that I turn it off? I want somebody to tell me God loves me. Are you still here? I want somebody to tell me how that Jesus came out of heaven, down, 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 down to a lost world to look for me. Come on now. That man there, he's only a man, he's just on uniform. He's only a man like the rest of us. And he needs the touch of God. He can cry, he can weep, he can hunger like everybody else. And we ought to know that. I'm done for today, come on. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Get up on your feet, and talk to the Lord. This concludes this message. We pray that God may bless you richly as you put his word into action. If you have been blessed by this message, or you have a testimony to share because of this message, please do write us or visit us. To obtain our catalog on available audio and video tips, please contact Christ Embassy by Clay Bostock, or Oregon Road, Ikeja, or PO Box number 1856, Ikeja Lagos, Nigeria. We will be glad to be of help to you. God bless you.